Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. First and foremost, let me just start by saying, let's fucking go, Rangers. Like, what the fuck is going on? Three straight. We won three in a row. uh, What's going on? Tell me what's going on, guys. So first and foremost, I just want to bring up, I went to the game here in Vegas against the Knights. The Rangers absolutely, absolutely put Vegas in a mental torture chamber and absolutely demolish them. Demolish them. And this was like the best game ever. Not only because obviously we won, and obviously we won against like the best team in the West right now, and the Rangers, you know, we needed this morale booster in these last couple games to kind of, you know, cement the fact that we are a good team, that we are a good team to beat. But my father-in-law knows how crazy me and my dad are when it comes to the Rangers. So not only did he get me, my dad, my wife, and him tickets to go see the Rangers and the Knights play, he got us VIP tickets. So we were in box seats. We had VIP parking. We had all you can eat all night, all you can drink all night. And even though we were decked out in all blue, they treated us like we were royalty there. And that's from, like, the ushers. That's from the janitor that was running the bathroom because we had, like, private bathrooms for men and women. So only the people on the floor that were in the VIP section could use that bathroom. The parking was, like, a separate, like, catwalkway that you went up to that was the floor was only for VIP. You took the catwalk in there, and it went, like, directly to the level where we sat. There was an outside smoking section that was just for us. And it, it was absolutely crazy. The security guard was from New York and the one who was patrolling like our section. And when he found that we were Rangers fans, he was there for us literally, literally all night. There was so many times that I would like turn and look and see him like looking at us. And then I give him like a little nod, you know, like, a, hey, we're good, bro. And he'd be like, all right, you're good. Kind of do like an imaginary hat tip and then just walk away. Just making sure that we were chill because... My father-in-law told him, I guess they were talking, and he told him about the experience that my dad, my wife, and me had last time we were in the fortress, and uh, he was like, ah, no, don't worry. We're going to take care of you guys tonight. Don't worry about it. We got you. And besides, like, the incredible experience we had just, you know, going there, I had a conversation with my father-in-law. It was something along the lines of, like, yeah, you know what? I don't care if we win or lose. I don't care if the Knights win or lose. Whatever it is, like, I just want to have a good time, you know. And my father-in-law said something along the lines of, you know, no matter what happens, we're creating a memory. And and that was really true. You know, whether we won or lost that game, it was like, you know, we're creating a memory that we're never going to forget. VIP, me and my dad, we're low-class motherfuckers, dude. We're not ever going to be in VIP. We're never going to see the game from the way we saw the game. So we were kind of just like, yeah, you know, whatever happens, it's going to be a great night. We're going to have a good time. I mean, for the Rangers right now, we need them to win. That's a fact. But for my own personal self and for my own family and and the situation that we're in, it was like, 
it's going to be fun no matter what. And I was just really happy that we could, you know, spend that time together with, you know, both my dads, my wife, and the fact that we won that game in the fashion that we did is just literally fucking icing on the cake. With that being said, though, let's break down the absolute fucking tear that the Rangers put down on VGK. Real quick, this is Michael from the future. I'm just stopping in to say thank you so much to everyone that's been listening to this podcast. This show is made possible by you guys. We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any ads. I just really want to thank everyone. We have the most plays that we've ever had. We have the most listens that we've ever had. We're in like the top whatever the percent. I don't know what the actual number is for like content being created. I mean, that's like says we're like 63% more than other content creators in the same category. And I feel like I always screw you guys in episodes. So real quick, thank you. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. So the first period of this hockey game absolutely was controlled by the Rangers. Our defense allowed literally like no shots to be taken on Shesterkin, at least no high danger ones. And that first period, the Rangers come out and score a goal and put us up. It was absolutely nuts. And we see, we talked about this in one of the other episodes, that this lineup changing of like putting like a veteran dude on each of the four lines and then putting some of the kids with them was exactly what we went with here in Vegas. And that's the formula for the Rangers moving forward for the foreseeable future. That is the way that we win hockey games. And it was shown, in, at least in the last two games, absolutely what the Rangers need to do. And the Rangers took that first period and they absolutely owned it. It was, it was like electrifying. It was, it was so great to see the Rangers come in and hold their own after we've seen them come off of like a really bad losing streak, you know, five games ago, whatever it was, it was absolutely insane. And it was an, it was just, it was what I thought the best period that the Rangers were going to play. Now I've said this many times before, usually when the Rangers lose a hockey game, they lose the first period against a team that scores a couple goals and they 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 spend the next 40 minutes just trying to figure it out. And to break that down more, it's like the Rangers will play, you know, any team. First period, the that team comes out crazy for 20 minutes and they don't do shit for the next 40 and the Rangers lose because they can't do anything. It's not because that they're getting manhandled or they're getting controlled by the other team. It's that the Rangers just don't put anything together. And I see that like 90% of the time. And I usually see when I watch the Knights games, that's what the Knights do mostly. They come out hard in the first period and then they kind of fall off for the next two. And I feel like that's the opposite for the Rangers. But to see them come out in the first period and absolutely control it was just really cool. Now, period two, at least for the first half of it, the Rangers come out doing pretty much the same thing. They don't score anything, and the Rangers are about, they're at one to zero at this point. They don't score anything else, but they absolutely control the first 10 minutes. But there's about an eight minute stretch in there where they just keep drawing penalties and doing stupid shit that puts Vegas like on the momentum, that brings them back into the game. And it ends up being, at some point, you know, a five on three in favor of the Knights, and the Rangers get scored on. I've said this plenty of times. My dad has said this plenty of times. If you can't score on a 5-on-3, your team fucking sucks. So that's where we were. It was a little disheartening going into the third, like what could happen, but 
we were here, the morale was high, and we were ready for this third period. And when the chips are down, back against the wall, the Rangers absolutely show no quit. It was no quit in Las Vegas, I'm telling you. The Rangers absolutely went on a fuck fest. Let me tell you, a fuck fest. If you did not see this game, watch the fucking highlights. We had a score from every one of the kids on the kids line, which is a Laffy, a Heedle, a Kako, on different lines. They weren't playing together. They scored individually on separate lines. And Mika Zibanejad scored two power play goals, which put us at an ending score of 5-1. And when I tell you I was absolutely bricked up during this game, I, I, I cannot express to you guys in words how good this felt. Now, come from my perspective. I live in Las Vegas. I've been a Rangers fan my whole life. My family has been Rangers fans our whole lives. Generations of Rangers fans. At least three generations of Rangers fans. We get a hockey team here five years ago, whatever whatever that was, five years ago maybe. It's the Knights. They go on a really great tour on their first season. They go run really deep. And that's all you hear, dude. Like when you, If you live here in Vegas, that is all you hear. And if you've never been to a Knights game, it is literally like, a fucking knight is on the ice before the game and he like fights a black hooded guy who when the rangers are there they call him a ranger you know a fucking giant helmet will fucking ascend from the heavens and when the when a penalty gets drawn on the other team the whole fucking stadium is screaming shame 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 and all this over the top hooky shit that like it's just way too insane for a hockey game cuz like i feel like and this is no offense to like knights fans but like 70% of Knights fans need like the entertainment to be into hockey because they don't really know what the fuck's going on. Anytime like anyone from the Knights enters like the our defensive zone, they just start cheering like, "Oh shit, he's about to score." And I'm like, "Dude, this guy's totally covered. Like, you know, Sh- Schneider will be in the zone, have him covered, and it won't even be a breakaway and they start screaming like, you know, it was a breakaway or it's about to be a goal." So, that mentality and going to this place when you're wearing blue, target on your back. There is a target on your back. Everyone's ready to talk shit to you. Everyone in Vegas is ready to talk shit to you at all times about hockey. And usually they don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, if you come to this podcast and you listen here, you don't have to be a Rangers fan. You just have to be a, a hockey fan. Because I'm going to break it down to the best of my ability. But obviously it's going to be biased in favor of the Rangers. We know that. I, I'll admit that. It's usually pretty biased to the Rangers. But... I love a lot of other teams in this league. It's just something about the Knights. You know, we have our division rivals. You know, we got the Pittsburghs and we got the the Jersey right now and, and all those all those other teams that are like our rivals. But to me, the team that I'm sorry to say I like to see lose the most is the Knights because you just I just have to hear it. Living in this town, you have to hear it all the time. So the fact that the Rangers could come in here and absolutely show these guys what the fuck we can do. Because the last time they were here, you know, we lost. And we lost because we had Georgiev in net and not Shesterkin. It was, it was just like, it was surreal. Like, when we get to the point where we're like up by four, and you see everyone in the stadium just start leaving, and you just hear throughout this place, Let's go Rangers! Let's go Rangers! Like, I'm telling you, bro, we turned the Fortress into MSG2. And this is the beginning, this game specifically, is the beginning of what I believe is the Rangers' comeback. The Rangers on top, 
the Rangers figuring out what the fuck they need to figure out because the next game that we played against Colorado was just as fucking crazy. And the next game that happened immediately after that Vegas game, which was the Colorado game that I just mentioned, was not as good in scoring, but in another way, it was what we needed for the Rangers. Now, we've had a couple showings of how the Rangers can score and how crazy they can be, but this game specifically, where it was Igor versus Georgiev, like, this was, this was the return to form for Igor Shosturkin. Now, we know that Igor Shosturkin is the best goalie in the world. He won the Vesna last year, and until somebody else wins the Vesna, he's the best goalie in the world, and I will continue to say it, so be pissed off if you want to, but Georgiev is not Igor Shosturkin. He will never be, and I've always loved the guy, but he is not an Igor Shosturkin. So in my mind, it's a clear win. Now, if the Rangers don't show up and Colorado does, you know, we'll lose. We could lose. It's a possibility, a very high possibility. You know, they're defending Stanley Cup champions. They won last year. They have a lot of those big players. You know, not much has changed except for their goalie situation. So theoretically, they're going to be a good team. But they had seven dudes out last game, and Georgiev, just he just was not there. And Igor literally went Super Saiyan God. And this was the moment that you remembered, like, holy fuck, Igor's good. Because there are so many highlight reel Igor Shosturkin moments that you're like, holy fuck, this guy is really, really, really good. Now... I think that we could have scored a few more times, and the ending score of us winning 2-1, spoiler alert, by the way, we won, but us winning 2-1 did not indicate how this game went because the Rangers pretty much... The Rangers could have scored a lot more, and there was a lot of moments where Igor like made legendary saves that, like, dude, you're not getting through this. And on the opposite side of the ice, you see Georgiev like, not even see where the puck is and get lucky with the save or it, it you know it went under his pad and he kind of just like they blew the they blew the play dead and you know it kind of just ended right there but there were so many moments that the rangers like could have taken this game a long time ago but it didn't happen it is what it is they played through it we go into overtime we end up going into a shootout and like i said <laughs> igor was it was not fucking around bro he was not fucking around and igor wanted this game more than anything because if you've been following the show or you've been following the Rangers, you know that Igor, in most, is kind of blaming himself for all these losses. If you're a Rangers fan, you know that it's not Igor's fault. It's absolutely not Igor's fault. And the nights that he doesn't show up and become a god is a night that he's just playing like a regular goalie in the NHL. And that's not good enough for the Rangers to win most nights. He has to play like Igor. That's the reason we got so deep last year. You know, we made it so far that Igor makes us win games that we shouldn't win. He gives us a chance to win every night. The, you know, Gallant says that. All the players say that. Igor gives us a chance to win every single night. And when this game goes into a shootout, which, by the way, while this was happening, I had a party at my house and all my friends were over and we were just hanging out. You know, Not for the hockey game. It was just us you know, being adults saying, hey, we don't hang out enough, so let's just have everybody over and you know, make food and just hang out. Well, the game was playing, and obviously, if a game's playing, I'm gonna watch it, no matter where the where the fuck I am. You know, I'll be at my fucking grandma's funeral, and I'll have ESPN app on my phone playing because you know that's what you would want, bro. That's what you would want. But regardless, side note, <laughs> um, we're watching this game. It goes into a shootout. My friends are getting hype. I'm getting hype. My dad's getting hype. Everybody's going fucking crazy, and you know we win it. And I, I <laughs> it was one of those again. 
return to form, feel good moments. We knew that the Rangers could do this, and they did it. And that's what felt that's what felt so good. Losing hockey games doesn't feel so bad if the Rangers just do their best. If we lose to a team straight up just because they're better that night, there's nothing you can do about that. It's hockey, you know. But when we lose in the way that we've been losing, where it's like the Rangers just don't even show up and we can't score and we can't make anything happen, those are what hurt. And although the game was only a 2-1 win, it felt much bigger than that. And just a little side note about this game. So there's a real high danger chance for Colorado to score. And Igor does his like classic catch it in his glove and then do like that windmill maneuver to like put the momentum forward for the puck so it doesn't go behind him and he can get like a good grip on it and like kill the play. And McCarr does an interview after the game and like says, yeah, you know, I thought I had a pretty good chance. You know, I put it in. I basically put it right in his glove. And then, you know, he's like a showman. So like he had to play it up and do that big windmill. And I'm like, bro, literally fuck yourself. Like you're going to talk shit on the way that somebody saves. You're going to talk shit on the way that someone absolutely destroys your team and make sure that you guys fucking can't win. Like, you want to talk shit about our, like, forecheck or, like, or forwards or even maybe our defense? Like, sure, fine, do that. But you cannot talk shit about Igor Shosturkin, bro. And, like, that that's, like, to me, that's, like, a typical hockey fan's response and, and like, summed up in a player's response. Like... Oh yeah, fucking you had to make that play and and you had to fucking he had to do the windmill and he had to fucking do all that like that's unnecessary. It's like, well, I mean, you know what would be necessary for you guys to score a fucking goal and win the game. Like, so t- don't worry about what the fuck we're doing. And yeah, that's it, bros. Uh that's three games down, three wins in a row and uh the boys are fucking back, dude. The Rangers are fucking back. And the shit is getting turned up to 11. I believe this is the turning point in the season. This is where the Rangers start picking it up. And this is where we start, you know, showing like this, uh, this organization, this league, this, this franchise, you know, this is where we show everybody like we are that good. We can be a Stanley Cup contending team and we can make it happen. You know, we have the pieces and this, this is our year. Last year, I really felt was our year. But, you know, fuck it. It didn't happen. So we can't hang up on that. Let's just keep it moving. This is our year, bro. Like, this is our year, boys. We got this. This is this is what we do. This is what we do. This is who we are. Don't quit in New York, you know. Um, I'm really excited. The next two games are against New Jersey and then Toronto, I think. Um, and it's going to be sick. It's going to be good. If we can beat New Jersey and then go to beat Toronto or beat any one of these two teams, you know, it's the Rangers on a heater, bro. We can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. Um, The only person left on that list is uh, Boston. That's it. That's the only team we got left that if we can beat these other two teams that we got to beat, and I feel like the Rangers are the best they've ever been. So you know what it is. You know where to find me. Worst NYR podcast on Instagram. Go over there. Like I said before, um, I really appreciate you guys. Um, The plays have never been higher. You know, the engagement has never been higher on this podcast. And I can't thank you guys enough. This is just, like I always say, it's just something for me to get out my thoughts and not annoy my family because they're tired of hearing it. And, um, you know, I just, I really can't thank you guys enough. So I think I'll just end it with, just remember, it's not over until it's over. No quit. Praise be to Kako. And let's go Rangers.